0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. And is a production of Round Peg, where we help small businesses become big businesses. This is Lorraine Ball. And Allison Carter. And today, we're going to be making funeral arrangements. I've got some really nice flowers picked up. Yeah, I, I've got a great black dress. Unfortunately, the uh, the person we're planning the funeral for isn't dead yet. Okay, that's a problem. So if you think that we're being a little bit lighthearted on the whole subject of death, what we're talking about today is the uh, death of Facebook. Well, to paraphrase Monty Python,
1: Facebook's death, the news of Facebook's death has been greatly exaggerated. Maybe that was Mark Twain. Maybe it was Twain and Monty Python repeated it. Maybe I'm just making up the Monty Python thing. It doesn't matter
0: because either way, Facebook is not dead
1: and probably won't be in the near future.
0: There's all this conversation, though, about young people leaving Facebook.
1: Well, let's get this out of the way. Is time spent on the Facebook site decreasing? Yes, absolutely it is. I believe it's about down about 9% on the year, about 5% on a month-over-month basis. So yes, absolutely, Facebook is losing some market share. However, that doesn't mean that it's still not the biggest dog on the block. It's just a slightly smaller dog. Right as the really Facebook is in many ways a victim of its own success. Everyone is on Facebook now. I mean, I think that the the rates are are really quite astronomical. Like 60% of all Americans, something along those lines have a Facebook account and of course the younger you go, those numbers can reach as high as 90%. It's overwhelming.
0: And so when they were smaller mm-hmm. and it was a very tight-knit group of people who were on it. They were really on it. It was really, um, when it first rolled out in colleges, I remember that that was how Michelle communicated with her friends on campus. Oh yeah, that was
1: absolutely what we used because I was, um, I joined in 2005 before I went to college for my freshman year and uh, actually my future roommate, uh, that was the only good thing she ever told me or taught me was about Facebook and so that's how we how we connected and how we made all of our arrangements about who was going to bring the bridge and that kind of stuff.
0: But it was a very con- concentrated group of people. And as it has grown, we see this with, um, with all sorts of marketing activities. As your audience grows, you see more fluctuation in terms of engagement. Some people are very engaged. Some people are not as engaged. Well, but the thing is, you know, we say people are not as engaged. The average time on
1: site on a monthly basis for Facebook is something like six hours and forty four minutes. That's engaged. That's engaged. When you compare that to Google Plus <laughs> It's, it's in the minutes. I mean, it's, uh, it's in like the, I can't remember, I want to say it's like maybe less than five minutes a month. It's very, very low. But the fact of the matter is, people are still coming to Facebook. The issue really is, especially you mentioned the exodus of young people, what's happening is that because now their mom is on it, their grandma's on it, their teachers are connected with them, everybody and their brother is on Facebook, they're simply transferring some of that time to other social networks where the grown-ups aren't but that doesn't mean they're deleting their Facebook
0: accounts or that they're ceasing all activity they're just finding a balance between what I'm going to say on Facebook mm-hmm. and what I'm going to share elsewhere and you know in a way this is this is behavior that has stood the test of time long before Facebook long before any of these tools um, I might go to certain events where my parents my parents' friends were, and my friends would be there, and we would hang out, and we might say or do certain things. But trust me, how we behaved when we were off hanging uh-huh. out somewhere else was very different. Right, and it doesn't even necessarily mean that you're doing anything bad. It just means
1: that your behavior with your group of friends is going to be different than when you know that your pastor from church or your rabbi from synagogue is
0: watching. Absolutely. The other thing and and uh, is that the facebook core and you are very much the facebook core my daughter who's a couple years older than you is is that core that first group of people who experienced facebook as part of their college experience those people are now 25 to 30 years old and so They probably are still more comfortable with the platform. Mm -hmm. They probably still have more interactions. That next group coming up, their experience in Facebook is totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, A college freshman getting on Facebook today is not going to have that same community sense. Right.
1: Because it's a bigger it's a bigger environment. It's a much bigger environment. You know, when I was first on Facebook, you would just go through and find people who went to your school who looked interesting and friend them and meet up with them on campus. I don't think that happens as much anymore. I think it's more about who you already know, whereas platforms like Twitter and Tumblr and some of the others have really become those kind of exploration engines. But I don't think that people are going to want to sacrifice that broad community. Grandma wants to see how you're doing. She wants to make sure you're still eating right when you're at college. You know, high school kids, you know, if your family lives a long distance away or you've got friends who have moved, it's a great way to stay in touch on kind of that superficial level. But for more personal, intimate interactions, Kids are finding other outlets for that.
0: But let's flip over for a moment because um, all this is wonderful and I'm happy that the children have some place to play, <laughs> but I'm running a business. Right. And as a business and as a, uh, as a business that uses Facebook as part of our marketing, as a company that uses Facebook on behalf of our clients, I think the platform is still incredibly viable. And I'm going to say because part of it is the conversations on Facebook are more superficial. Mm -hmm. And advertising (laughs) is superficial. That's an excellent point, and I agree with you. People are still
1: spending hours and hours every month on Facebook. It's still clearly a huge part of the cultural conversation. The one thing that I think might destroy Facebook, and I think it's already starting to happen, is advertising and monetization. And I'm not talking about marketing. I'm not talking about... When you've already liked a page and you're receiving updates from a company in your newsfeed, that's opt-in. It's the ads that are now everywhere. Have
0: you noticed this too? Oh my gosh, if I see one more ad for... Um, slots, lucky slots. I don't know why. Well, I
1: mean, those are the ones in the sidebar, and those are okay. Because, oh, ooh, you're going! Oh, I'm getting them in my you're news getting feed. Getting proper. I'm, I'm getting giant ooh. photos in my news feed for lucky slots. See, you've got different targeting, and it used to be that I would, you would always see them for slots, but they'd be in the sidebar. You could ignore them; they were white noise. But now, since Facebook's an IPO, it's got to make money. It's had some troubles, so now we're seeing more and more sponsored stories directly in your news feed where you can't ignore them. And for me, because as a marketer, I like a lot of brands, both because I'm curious about them and I like brands or I'm keeping tabs on, um, I'm seeing, hey, wait, when did I like that brand? And then I realized
0: I didn't. And in some cases, it's absurd because the targeting is so badly off. And I haven't found, and maybe it's there somewhere, a way to say, please don't show me any more of this. Yeah, I mean, I would be fine if the ads were actually targeted to me.
1: But, for instance, the other day, I saw an ad for some sort of dog product. I'm a well-known crazy cat lady. I post about my cats. I've never indicated that I own a dog. Childcare.
0: I like children (laughs)
1: even less than I like dogs. That's not happening. Elder care, which is not something that my parents need and I'm in a position to make those decisions about. And they know I'm connected to my parents. They can see that. So I think that marketers with poor targeting... And Facebook's desperate need to monetize, that's what's going to make the news feed irrelevant, and that is what might push people away ultimately.
0: I think if, and obviously I'm not privy to their financials, I would pay X amount of dollars a year to have a company page on Facebook. Absolutely. And for that fee, I would simply want you to share my updates with my audience.
1: Not 25% of your
0: audience? Not 25% of my audience. And and I would rather pay just a flat fee. Here's what it is to have a company page on Facebook. And for this, Mm -hmm. we're simply going to share the content. And so your fans and likes and how good you are Mm -hmm. and how well you provide value for your fan base is going to determine how many people see your message. Because if you provide crap, people are going to unlike you. If you provide good stuff, people will share it, and more people will come to you. Um, but you're right. This, this, The stuff that is showing up in my news feed is – and it's not just once or twice. No. I mean, it is pervasive. Well, every like, three or four messages, I have a pretty
1: high advertising tolerance given what I do – but it's really starting to take away from the benefit of Facebook, which was that it was self-curated. It was stuff that I said that I was interested in. And again, the poor targeting and and mark that's marketers not doing their job right. That is bad marketing and a waste of
0: money. That's what's going to bring it down. Absolutely. But I, I guess what I would say at this point, it's still a viable tool. It is. And I would say that... Um, Two things. Number one, if you're going to play on Facebook, play well. Yeah. Um, do a better job of targeting your ads. Share great content mm-hmm. so people actually want to see what you have to say. And then the other side of it is don't forget that a high level of fans is not your end game. No.
1: The goal of social media is not to be good at social media. The goal of social media is
0: to make money. And you make money when people come to your website, mm-hmm. interact with you in a setting where you control the entire message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the other thing. I think a lot of companies um, have a lot of content stored on their Facebook page. Big mistake
1: simply because, A, you don't control that content. It could disappear at any time, and you have zero recourse or legal standing. And, B, if Facebook does go away, either, you know, if it explodes in a spectacular manner and it just poofs, or whether it simply dies a slow, lingering death, there's no guarantee that that's going to be there. That's going
0: to do you any good. So um, the way that we approach, um, like, our status updates, I don't mind when we do an afternoon what's happening at the peg shot, and it's a picture of Peter sitting on the back porch having a popsicle. If that photo goes away, so be it. But the images that are tied to our blog posts, Mm -hmm. the content that is core to our business, the original version of those images reside on our website where we control the content. The only
1: people you can trust in this world is yourself. Keep, Keep your content close to the chest. Facebook is making, though, some some slow efforts to become more relevant. I don't know how much I ultimately think they're going to impact. The big one that rolled out in the past couple days are hashtags on Facebook. It's about time. Well, hashtags for those of you who who maybe aren't on Twitter or Instagram or another one where those are native, hashtags is what happens when you put the pound sign in front of a word. That word then essentially becomes a clickable tag that you can use to see everyone else who's talking about that topic. It allows you to easily follow conversations on, say, current events. So if you're watching, let's say, a presidential debate and you want to see what other people are saying about it, you can click on the hashtag. Or if you're all at the same show, eating at a restaurant, At a conference. Conferences are where it's huge and this has been a uh, it's the hallmark of Twitter and has been ever since it was introduced in uh, 2008. However, it has now uh, infiltrated every major social network including Instagram,
0: Pinterest, and Tumblr. And uh, the hashtags it's funny, the hashtags have been on Facebook because a lot of people have been pushing their Twitter status updates which is a whole different subject. But okay. the hashtag the hashtags have been appearing on Facebook. They just didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. So I do think that um, it's uh, it will make Facebook more interesting again. Do you think?
1: Because the thing is, you'll be able to see hashtags that your friends have done. Mm-hmm. You know, assuming you can see their statuses. But otherwise, the page has to be public. Oh, the yeah. The status update has to be public. And unlike Twitter, where the majority of people have open accounts, I don't have statistics, I don't think they're available, but I would say that probably more people on Facebook than not have at least some sort of security
0: lockdown. Absolutely. So, yeah, the, the only thing it then will allow you to do is see what your friends are saying, or which, brands. Or brands. Um, the opportunity for hijacking. Um, hashtags is huge. It's ever present. And so let, let's talk about um, brands using hashtags just a little bit because this kind of crosses over. But um, I've seen lots of companies that, with all good intention, create a hashtag that they want to use to promote something positive about their brand. I think Burger King had one. It was McDonald's. McDonald's. Actually, it was. Oh, the McDonald's. stories. The mixed, yeah, stories. It was like mixed
1: Stories, and they were intending to tell like stories about the happy farmers. Mm-hmm. Make the tomato that goes on your Big Mac. But it wound up being like, one time I went to McDonald's and there was a toenail in my burger. And that kind of stuff. And that's what you have to remember about social media in general, but hashtags in particular. This is not paid media. You do not control the message. Once you put that hashtag into the world and you give people a central gathering point around that hashtag... They will take that and transform it and do interesting things with it. And that can be good, interesting, or that can be very, very bad, interesting. You do not control it. You cannot control it. Attempts to control it will fail, so you've got to let go.
0: And so you have to really think about um, both the pros and the cons. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the risk? What's the reward? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a company like McDonald's, I think, any really national brand, is probably going to risk more being a target. Mm -hmm. Um, A smaller company that doesn't have that big a following uh, probably doesn't have as much at risk Mm -hmm. with a hashtag. But really, I think that it's it's not a
1: bad step by Facebook. I just ultimately don't think it's going to really be a huge deal. I don't think it really makes sense for Facebook's DNA. And what I really think that Facebook's biggest problem is it's now trailing. It's no longer innovating. It's catching up after everyone else and incorporating their – it's the same issue Google Plus has, really – They're all cribbing from the Pinterest and the Tumblers and the Twitters and the other companies that are actually being innovative and starting to create new features people didn't know that they wanted.
0: But Facebook is playing catch-up at this point. And that may ultimately, again, a billion people are not going to go away. No. Uh, Even if half their market departs them, there's still a fairly sizable community that most of the other platforms... Would kill, kill for that share. So it's going to take a huge mm-hmm. transformation. Um, I don't. I don't think that I can say today that it will never die. No, you can never ever say that. But I do think it's going to be a slow, lingering death with multiple opportunities for them to reverse it if they choose. I'm not sure that I'm
1: predicting a death. I'm certainly predicting a transformation. And it's really up to Facebook how that turns out. I think that if it goes back to being a leader, if it starts looking at how it can implement new features instead of, oh, we're going to redesign so we look more like Pinterest, and oh, we're going to buy Instagram and incorporate it, and oh, now we're going to do hashtags because every other network does hashtags, it's not going to ever, it's not going to continue to expand and grow and be profitable if
0: that's the way it's leading. So. If you've enjoyed today's conversation on Facebook, if you've got some opinions, feel free to post them uh, on our blog. Send us an an email, uh, info at roundpeg.biz. Let us know what you think about the changes in Facebook. If you're curious about our opinions on all things social, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. Closing thoughts? Don't close the casket just yet. (laughs) All right, I can put away my little black dress. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.